find myself a place to hide. There was rustling in the tree, and there were eyes staring back at me. I recognize the broken soul inside. Goodbye for now. listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Binyash. Today I am here with Noah Dirksen. Hi, Ashley. Hello. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. 
Thank you. How are you today? I'm a little tired, to be honest, oh. but uh, we're pre-recording this uh, interview. Sorry, um, people. I'm not here. I'm currently in Toronto, um, but I'm doing a bunch of pre-records now, and um, it's hard, but I'm enjoying it. So thank you so much for coming on this evening to talk with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, future Youth, uh, I'm very excited to have them here at the finished product and everything. Yeah. So hello, Future Noah, if you're listening. And hello, Future Ashley. Yeah. Let's <laughs> hope, this, hope this goes well. Yeah, right. Um, uh, we met, actually, uh, fairly recently, I think mm. back in January, maybe, at yeah. the January music meeting. Yeah, the, that Was Manitoba that? music put on. Yes. Uh, and we've seen each other a couple times there since then i think only at manitoba music yeah have we ever seen i don't think other. you actually exist outside of the yeah. Um, building yeah um and we talked about you coming on the show which is exciting uh and we finally i guess since january so it's been over half a month yeah it's it's kinda, a year i mean it's kind of <laughs> like one of those things where you, you always see the other person and you mm-hmm. say hey we should get together at yep. one time um and and then it just gets pushed back it's yeah like, oh yeah but you never actually schedule something to, to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we could finally push past the uh, that initial kind of interest. Yeah. And, and I have quite a few people. And if you're listening, I still know we need to get together and I'm <laughs> waiting for you to get back to me. You know who you are. Um, not passive aggressive at all. No. It's totally friendly. Um, so for people who are maybe just tuning in or who don't know enough about Noda Dirksen, can you tell me, give me a little elevator pitch of what kind of music do you make? I describe my style of music as contemplative folk and that's because I'm such a contemplative and introspective person. Um, I, I play the acoustic guitar. I, I sing and I write songs. I am a uh, 24-year-old Caucasian male, um, and and uh, and and I sing and, and write emotional songs and and sometimes some non-emotional ones. Okay. Um, why do you feel the need to mention that you're? Well, I guess I guess I was on the the elevator pitch. So so um, as a musician, you wanna you wanna kind of you want to be unique, you know, from mm-hmm. from the rest of the crowd, um, and so I figured that there's not quite enough um, Caucasian bearded male folk singers out there, um, and and so that's why I'm trying to to fill that that niche. Uh, you don't think there are enough bearded? I really, I, yeah, I really, I really don't think so. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, all right, no, I just I was going to go into that, but let's just leave it okay, at that. Okay. Um, how did you get involved into music from the very very beginning? Yeah. Um, uh, kind of similar to, to most people, uh, when I was about five years old, my, my parents here in, in Winnipeg, um, forced me to go to piano lessons. Um, and naturally, like most people, I, I resented it. I, I resented being forced to go to piano lessons and being forced to practice and, you know, the metronome that goes on and off. And, um, and, and so I, that was my beginning. Um, and I took a couple of years of piano lessons and then I struck a deal with my parents that, um, and no offense to the piano, by the way. No, Ashley, you're you're looking at me with like really <laughs> no, kind of no. razor focus, and I know you play the piano, um, and so I don't. I'm mean... just thinking about my students who don't practice, and I'm like, man, yeah, do they yeah. hate me? <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's not a hate, but it's just a it's a learned resentment, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I I uh, struck a deal with my parents um, that. If I if I picked up the guitar and started taking guitar lessons, I could quit the piano. So when I was about ten, um, quit I quit the piano. Oh yeah, my God. <laughs> so so sad. I know. Um, and everybody said that I would regret quitting the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, but I picked up the guitar, and and so guitar has kind of been my main thing. Do you regret playing the piano? No, I, I don't. Like I still um, I, I I bought a piano, a little digital a Yamaha P135 or something like that, a, a digital weighted piano mm-hmm. um uh, a few years back and so i still play like very very 
minorly and, and not uh, yeah and majorly uh, minorly and major. I, I realized that, I realized that that something needed to be said <laughs> okay good pun um, yeah so I, I I play a little bit about of that I don't perform piano uh, I strictly perform guitar and, and sometimes harmonica um, yeah but but so I don't regret quoting the piano um, I think so you're still involved in music yes yeah yeah exactly. Um, yeah, so I think the the guitar as a as a teen through my teen years may have been um, a, a cooler instrument. I don't know more. more yeah, I get that. Yeah, a it's lot. more like campfirey. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can kind of like pull the guitar out and, uh, and and sing around a campfire and and. Mm-hmm. And I think I once you know basic chords, it's easier to like learn music, like actual yeah, music. Yeah, for sure. So it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard that the. Um, uh, okay, I don't know like where like I was going to go with that. Yeah, well, just comparing the two instruments, uh, mm-hmm. the, the guitar versus the piano. Um, in the, the guitar, in comparison, the, the piano, all the all the keys or all the notes are laid out for yeah. you, and there's kind of only one option per per note. And mm-hmm. then in in every individual octave versus yeah. the guitar, you have six different strings that you can t- tune differently, um, and so you can kind of create different combinations um, of all the notes. So the guitar might be a little more difficult to. Um, to, to pick up right off the bat in terms of actually making notes sound yeah. um, decent, but once you get to that point, um, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty transferable. Yeah, the um, way the way I've learned it, um, I, I haven't learned guitar, but first picking up what the strings do kind of thing can be a challenge. As like I've experienced that, mm-hmm. but once you understand like even the the, the form of the chords in your hand, yeah. it's easy to just go just stay at that level. Yeah. But then once you go into more complex like scales and actual, yeah. and like actual melodies on your guitar, it yeah. can become even more advanced because you can, like you said, tune the strings differently. Mm-hmm. And like I've I've heard so many weird things. I'm like, yeah, we turn it down or tune it down half a fret or something. I'm like, I don't yeah. know what that means. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, um, also just even even learning, so you can learn to play the guitar. I guess any instrument, but but guitar you don't have to really understand music theory. Yeah. Like in any capacity. So when I started mm-hmm. playing guitar and for the first eight plus years or close to well, probably 10 to 12 years of, of playing the guitar I didn't really understand what I was I was playing in terms of what what key I'm playing in how yeah. um the different chords not even that a I'm key pl- really no no oh. in, until I started recording music and playing with other musicians did I actually figure out um what key I, I was playing in or what songs that I wrote what what key those mm. were in um, but so then once you start playing with other musicians, then you have to start figuring yeah. out, okay, what is, what is this a minor in relation to the, the root or, or in, in relation yeah. to the, the actual kind of one chord in, in mm-hmm. the key. So then with the guitar, you can, if I'm, if I'm, you, you can play the same chords in the same key, but in different forms. Long. Like capo yeah. With, with capo as well, it's just in the different, so you can play a G down. It, I'm, I'm trying to use my hands to, yeah. to describe what I'm doing right now. Um, and you people <laughs> the radio listening on the radio. Yeah. No idea, <laughs> okay. but trust that it's very informative. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you can play it down on the G in, down on the third fret, for example, or you can play it up on the 10th fret, just kind of the, the root note is is on the fifth string instead of the sixth string and so then from there you can um yeah you, you, it just gives it a slightly different sound as well but so these are things that i'm like just been learning in the last year even mm-hmm. of, of learning the instrument i feel like i've played it for 14 15 years now and i'm just recently feeling like i'm beginning to unpack actually w- what the guitar is yeah mm. mm-hmm. i um i always forget how fortunate i've been in terms of learning theory mm-hmm. the music and um, piano you 
good teachers will always teach a little bit and you understand it but and I only knew like bits and pieces and then when I really went started learning about it was when I started taking music seriously and I went for exams and I applied for university and I'm almost speaking a different language sometimes to people Mm. and it's it's really interesting just how complex music theory could become and you can talk to somebody who's also a musician and they have no idea yeah yeah absolutely Um, and it's always something frustrating. Like I'll have friends who are like, yeah, I don't know how to transpose to a different key. And I'm like, oh, well, there's, there's these two easy, I can tell you right now, you find the diminished chord and, and then the, 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 I just glaze over. Yeah, and I'm like, no, never mind. I'm a nerd. I, I think that's also such a beautiful uh, part of music uh, as well is that you can, like many musicians out there might not actually understand, like in, in terms of um, like singers, folk singer songwriters, yeah. for example, because you don't have to really understand that much about music itself. But you can have such fantastic artists and musicians um, that don't speak that same language necessarily to, to the same degree. So, so I feel that music is just such a broad, um, not a broad discipline. And mm-hmm. so it's cool that you can have people that study it um, on, in either a classical setting and can go just dive into the like the science behind it and the yeah. math and everything and then you can have people um that are more involved in the actual songwriting process and writing lyrics on and melodies and um and and have that kind of just um just just come to them w- without yeah, any understanding and, yeah, yeah without ad- any actual understanding of mathematically or musically what what's really happening it's just kind of letting it be mm-hmm. yeah i and it's yeah I know I agree because when I was younger, before, even before I went to m- music school, I was kind of, I was even a snob then. I would think if you didn't, <laughs> I knew some people who didn't know how to play the instrument or, or play, the, they just learned how to play chords. Mm. And I was like, that can't be a musician. Like, I mean, in a way it's musician, but it's not like real music because mm. like, they don't understand it or they wouldn't write their music in sheet music. And I'm like, how can you not? This can't be real music. Mm-hmm. And I was, I look back and I'm like, oh, I can't believe I talked to people like that. That's so <laughs> close-minded and cruel and like unhealthy and to allow new ways of music to be written well don't be so hard on yourself i mean Ash, yeah i'm I mean, sure you were a lovely child well you know I don't, i'm very aware of what kind of brat i was but especially with being in school and learning about the local music scene and being how how uh, vivid and and lush it is the different learning styles and how you can learn music in so many different ways it's exciting um that you can learn music just through like like the guitar and not knowing music theory. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. that's fascinating. And even writing songs, not knowing theory and just knowing what goes well. Because I think with classical, sorry, I know you want to say that, but with, no, with yeah. classical musicians, I have the problem of I know theory so well that my construction is always like, okay, I'm at one, I'm five, maybe I'll go to a minor seven. Okay, okay, I'll jump, I'll do secondary. And I'll, I think always in terms of the progression. Mm-hmm. And I need to learn more about taking a step back and listening because I, I love really weird atonal stuff, so I, I want my music to just sound weird. Mm-hmm. But I need to remember that, that about the listener and like sit back and listen to it as like a listening experience, which classical musicians sometimes forget. Well, you keep it interesting for your for yourself as yeah. well. So if you've heard the same things over and over mm-hmm. again, um, so I'm 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 happy with with how I've approached it, my progression to it. So without with with without a background really in music theory and just picking up the guitar and taking yeah. a few years of lessons and then mostly just figuring it out on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, f- for me, that allowed my development, or I, I, it allowed me to develop my ear. I yeah. should say. So once I started writing my own songs, again, I had no idea what key I'm I'm writing, mm-hmm. and I have no idea what chords are actually in that 
key yeah. or in, in that scale, what notes are properly mm-hmm. in that scale. I'm just going based off of what I think sounds yeah. good. I think that's such a beautiful way to write music. Yeah. It, it, at some point, I, I did find that there's a limitation to that because then you build your own habits yeah. um, and then... Y- you have what you like and you play what you like, but then you can't break past that because you don't actually know um, how you would do that, how you would begin to challenge yourself and, and push outside of that comfort zone. So that's when I started uh, just within the last two years, mm-hmm. um, started taking a few more music lessons. So after 10 years of not taking guitar lessons, I started taking guitar lessons again. And, awesome. and then that was just kind of an in, reintroducing me to music theory and, and how things relate. And then, um, yeah, learning the individual notes, a part of a scale, and then learning how to build chords from from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I'm I'm happy. Like, I, there, there's obviously strengths to to learning classically first, and really learning how to properly play music and understand it. Yeah. Um, and there's strengths in the in the other way mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and we're both happy. We're yeah. More or less. Look at us. I mean, we're yeah. both smiling right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. We're both making some kind of music. Yeah. Um, in my case, sometimes you could argue that it's noise. I love it though. Like, I'll be like. <laughs> playing on my keyboard and I was closing my eyes and I'm like, man, this is so weird. I'm such a, anyway, enough about me. <laughs> so we opened the show today with With the Wind, which is from your album In Search of the Way, which you released back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be releasing a new album soon. I'm, that's, that's, that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Can't bring it, no. let anything loose. Yeah. But I'm going to pretend that there's this elaborate release plan at the moment and, mm-hmm. and but say that I can't, I can't tell you about it. I can't re- release that yet um and and then people might think that there's some degree of mystery around yeah. it and, and be intrigued and want mm-hmm. more and then uh, you should follow noah on social <laughs> media so you can keep track with these elaborate exactly pre-scheduled posts and everything oh. that he has ready oh it's gonna uh, be it's, fantastic it's, it's gonna be wonderful quite the ride mm-hmm. but yes yeah I, at the current moment i'm i'm working on a few new singles um i'm working with local producer murray pulver um, for the first songs that I've recorded in Manitoba, as a matter of fact. I, oh, wow. Because I lived out in BC, and so all my other albums and, and recordings have been recorded out in BC. Oh, cool. So I wanted to come to uh, to Manitoba and and, and where where my roots are, where my home is, my where I grew up, mm-hmm. come back and, and see what uh, um, what would come out of, of being in this environment and, and how the that's going to be. Yeah, and how that's going to be different. And it's a different pace of life than, than in Vancouver and, and how that's going to affect the art and the, and the recording process and even the, the musicians that are playing on the, on the mm-hmm. recordings. Um, so that's what I'm working on right now is, is just a few new songs with Murray. Um, and, and we'll plan to release that in, uh, in the spring um, and then plan for another album at Pretty some point exciting. next fall. I wonder. Wow. Oh, wow. Next fall. That's, well. Yeah, you heard it here first. Wow. Yeah, you're, no, be, you're busy. Uh, yeah, that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Might as well. I mean, if you're if you're a musician, you might as well make as much music as you can. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're only young once, right? Yeah. So. Uh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me like all like reflective about like my life and just like think about it too much. Um, this is kind of a dark interview. I'm sorry. I don't know why. What's going on Very today? Contemplative. Um, I, I would like to talk more about the music community and, ter- and like what you've seen, mm-hmm. based on too. But let's first go back to the with the wind. Yeah. Uh, what what inspired that song? What inspired you to write it? Um, with the wind, I, I wrote that after um, heading heading. I'd, I'd started playing music and and and. Um, as a musician, you tour around quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, and 
life on the road, especially for myself as a solo singer-songwriter, there's a lot of motion and there's lot, not a lot of consistency in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll play a show in one town and for one day have really great connections and chat with people after the show and, and have this really kind of intense, beautiful moment. And then just like that, be on to the next place and, and also have a, have a great, intense, beautiful moment, but with just new people. And so it's constantly meeting, meeting new people, um, sharing things with new people, but th- there's not that same consistency as you might have, uh, in your day-to-day routine if you're back at home, um, for an extended period of time, for example. So with, with the wind is, is, um, yeah, j- just about that, about that motion and how feeling like, um, I'm I'm just constantly on the move, and as as soon as I come to one place, and as soon as I uh, connect with with certain people, it's it's off right to the next place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I'm just thinking about that. I I've never toured before, and I understand that it, a lot of people have a lot of positive experiences. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's true that you you meet maybe make like friends even, and then you have to leave them. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you you have to be. Uh, you very much are living in the present. That, that's what I found. Yeah. Um, you have to live kind of moment to moment and, and just embrace the, every show. At least that's that's my philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, every show, even though you might be playing the exact same songs night in and night out, and the same the set list doesn't change that much, it's in a new place, it's in a new environment, new venue, uh, it's a new dynamic between people. And, and so every night is, is just so so different and, and unique. Um, yeah, but, but it, yeah, it, it, it's definitely emotionally taxing in a lot mm-hmm. of ways as well and when did you write that song when did i write that song Ooh, um i maybe started writing it in 20 late 2015, 2015. or okay. so yeah and, and then, then and then recorded it in 2016 mm-hmm. and then released it in 2016 so then in comparison to your song uh wilderness of organ which is mm-hmm. a more recent single mm-hmm. signal sig- single signal yeah it's <laughs> a more recent <laughs> signal for help <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um how would you say your songwriting process has changed um, so, w- interestingly enough, Wilderness of Oregon started, um, that started as I was recording, or right before I started recording In Search of the Way. Uh, so it didn't quite, it wasn't quite fleshed out enough to be on the album or be recorded. Yeah. Um, but so that was recorded in, in the back of my car. I was, I was, uh, I was on tour through the Pacific Northwest, the first time I'd ever been to, to um, uh, tour down in the States, so played shows in Seattle, Portland, and a few other places in Oregon and Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, I, yeah, I was just sitting in in the back of my car. That's where I was sleeping at the time on tour um, and was, was just thinking of of, of the, the world and my place in it and, and was kind of overcome by the, the beauty of the Pacific Northwest and, mm-hmm. and something drew me to Oregon. Um, so to talk more specifically about the songwriting process and how that's changed for me now... Um, uh, n- now I, I would, I, I've done some co-writing as of late. That would be the biggest thing for me. So initially when I started off as a singer songwriter writing songs, it was very much in my, uh, in, in my room, in my dorm room at university, um, by myself with the door closed and kind of like all the lights down and, mm-hmm. the, and, and the, the blinds closed, um, and trying not to like, be too loud. Yeah. yeah. Trying to, trying to convince other, like, convince my roommates that no one's actually home and and just kind of internalize everything so it was very personal very private process mm-hmm. um so i have it was it was mostly a form of expression writing was a form of expression for me yeah. um feelings thoughts emotions and and so on um and so 
after two albums of, of doing that, um, I guess I, I wanted to, to challenge myself and, and increase that scope of, uh, of, of understanding, of perspective as well. Um, I think for, for me as a songwriter, um, if, if you're only writing songs that, um, that are of your own experiences and your own inner processes, um, sometimes it can, I guess the, the hope is that people will hear that and naturally relate to what you're mm-hmm. singing about and relate to the experiences that you've gone through. Um, because there are a ton of different universal experiences that everybody kind of goes through. Whether that's heartbreak, yeah. love, loss. Um, yeah, you're trying to figure out your place in life, so on and so forth. Um, so what I've started doing recently is is co-writing. So so um, sitting down with, with some friends, some other musicians, um, and either picking a song that, that one of us has already started and bringing that to the table or just starting something completely fresh and whatever happens in that room. So there it's a more collaborative process. And instead of just circulating through things through your own mind and working through your own processes, mm-hmm. it all of a sudden brings... Um, the perspective of someone entirely new onto the table. Um, and uh, so I've, I've done co-writes with two or with three people. And then there you just have, yeah, you, you have a, a, just a, a wealth of different approaches to the world or different approaches to the craft of songwriting itself, of course. Um, but yeah, to different, different approaches to the world and people that have different backgrounds. And yeah. um, I might, and I might hold up a coffee mug and a, a blue coffee mug and I this reminds me of this of the time when I was young and I um, accidentally broke a coffee mug or something like that my mom's favorite coffee mug whereas somebody else um, might have had a different experience with a blue coffee mug Um, maybe they were at Starbucks and they ordered their very first vanilla latte and, and and it tasted really bitter and they didn't like it so they have all these weird other emotions yeah. anyways it's a weird all... thing to remember blue coffee mug for but I yeah think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It must have been a terrible latte but that would be interesting yeah. yeah so it just gives so so that would be how my songwriting is just trying to trying to get out of my own head essentially is trying to write songs um with other people be collaborative still drawing from my experiences but but trying to broaden that to, to something a little bit more um I don't know. Universal? Yeah. It's more relatable. Yeah, more even. relatable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would say that. Okay, cool. So, and then you co-wrote The Wilderness of Oregon. No, that oh. one, yeah, oh. no, that one was entirely me. Oh, okay. Yeah, in, okay. in my in my car. Oh, that's right. By and myself, then, yeah, yeah, that's right. But since then, you've collaborated. Mm-hmm. Very neat. So, a few of the songs that I'm working on at the moment are, are co-writes. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's listen to Wilderness of Oregon. We're going to take a short break, but everyone stay tuned. You're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Vignesh, and I'm here with Noah Dirksen, and we're now listening to his song, Wilderness of Oregon. Come and find me with the cedars These broken branches need some healing As I can't forget the past How loud The silent screams of inhibitions Watch your confidence grow distant As you settle on the floor Oh wilderness of Oregon Come take 
Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Binyaj. I'm here with Noah Dirksen. You just heard a song, Wilderness of Oregon, uh, which was a single released back in March, correct? Yeah, that's yes. right. And we talked about the process of that just before. Um, sorry, I keep kicking you. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> it gets progressively harder, the, the kick. Does it? Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so it's starting to hurt. It's kind of in the same spot. Um, so it, like it didn't really hurt the first time, but but then it's starting to bruise after the second and the oh third time. Oh my God, time. stop. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> So, uh, you're a performing musician, obviously, mm. um, but how did that start? How did you get into uh, first songwriting and then deciding, I'm going to sing this in front of other people? Yeah. Um, I I played guitar, took lessons from when I was like 10 till 12, but I, I started playing the guitar and then I got to a point where I thought, um, I'm, I'm good enough that, that I want to take the next step. I could either continue doing this. Um, in my dorm room by myself and sing other people's songs or I could challenge myself. Um, and, and so that was kind of the step to start perf- performing. Uh, so for me, that started going going to open mics around uh, the University of British Columbia campus in Vancouver. That's where I was going to school. Um, and what did you go to school for? I, I did a bachelor of science. I specialized in neuroscience 
and Wait. dabbled in oceanography. What did you want to do? I wanted to be a, a folk musician. <laughs> <laughs> so you would never... You laugh. Never, <laughs> you laugh. Well, it's, I mean... That was my dream. Um, but what does a folk music have to do with the science? Did you just do it for like yeah, your parents? No, or? Um, no, no I, I really enjoyed sciences. Um, this is going off on a little tangent. Um, I really enjoyed sciences and in going to university and trying to choose what I was going to study. Um, I thought about music. I thought about acting as well. I did acting stuff in high school and did a, bit, cool. a little bit in university as well. Um, but I, I just thought that science in particular, that was a field that I wouldn't necessarily study on my own, of my own accord, on my own time. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas music and acting and theater, those are things that I could do in kind of an extracurricular setting. Um, yeah, so, so I chose science um, because I enjoyed it. Uh, it. It also gives a different perspective um, so just learning, it's, it's more, in theory, objective and analytical, um, whereas music and art in, in a lot of ways can be more abstract and more subjective. Um, so you're laughing. No. I don't know. No. Just, just hearing I'm just me talk. About, I'm just saying, no, I was thinking, like, it's so hot here. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. Oh, man. No, but I, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a really serious thing. I, I know. Pouring I my heart like, out there. and, Matt, and actually I'm, <laughs> I'm sweating. I can feel the sweat on my forehead. Are you going to keep that in the show? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm so sorry. That's amazing. <laughs> what is our crying? I don't know why it's so uh, funny. It's obviously really late. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, that is really interesting. And <laughs> But where did the trend... The, the way you said that. That was that was very interesting. I'm very, that sounded like a date that I recently went on. Uh, where she's, that's very interesting. Tell me more about that. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, are you? Are, do you even know tough. what we're talking about? No. Um, we were talking about we we're talking about my um, my my dreams and my passions, yeah. and then I think you uh, you laughed. <laughs> you started laughing, and I felt so, very self conscious about so it. I'm so sorry. I did I'm not just recovering now. Oh, so, oh my god, I'm a horrible person. Um, let's just segue then. Um, okay. So then you were learning about this. The science is something you've always been passionate yeah. about. And how did you get into? How did that switch to your passion for folk well, music? It would always, I, th- I think it, the, the music was always there. I, I started writing songs in, in second year university. And, and again, it was an, it was an outlet. Um, I took really intensive science courses and had a really intensive schedule. Um, and then I found that, I just found that I had a severe imbalance in my life. I was taking up math, physics, mm-hmm. biology, chemistry. Yeah. Um, and I found my social skills were just dwindling. I, mean, I couldn't talk to people i would just be like just be so immersed in these classes and mm-hmm. there's no social element yeah um so i felt i, I needed to do something different i need yeah. to um <laughs> i need to talk to people <laughs> yeah, i need to get out of the textbook yeah. um so there i i started uh, then i started doing a little bit of acting but then performing and going to open mics and 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 meeting other musicians that was a way to to do that um and then uh, we talked a little bit about in in the last segment about um, the songwriting process for me and how that started out yeah. being kind of a, a way, a form of expression. It's, um, and kind very of a, private. Yeah, and a, kind of a way just to organize my, my innermost thoughts and put them onto onto page. Um, yeah, so so then I, I, in the spirit of balance throughout the rest of my university degree, I, I did end up finishing uh, the, the Bachelor of Science. Thank you. It is up on the wall. I mm-hmm. have received it. <laughs> Yeah. It's an expensive piece of paper. It is an expensive. I, I had yeah. it couriered all the way from Vancouver to mm-hmm. my parents' address in Winnipeg. Um, but anyways, yeah, so so I, I spent the rest of my degree uh, gradually 
getting more and more into music and finding that balance. And you're laughing again. No, you're, no, no. I was, just, I was thinking about how I was laughing before. Okay, that's, that's funny. And then you're, As the, I'm talking the, about my, my hopes and dreams. Yeah, and Yeah, for sure. Apparently, that's going to be a theme. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah. So, and then, and then here we are t- today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you performed more first in... More first. You performed in Vancouver. That's right. Yeah. So that's where I got my, my start. Yeah. So you got really involved in the, I guess, in the community. Yeah. Um, and now you're a part of the Winnipeg community and you're performing. Yeah. Um, how would you say that the two communities compare? Yeah. So I, I moved, uh, I, I finished up my degree uh, just over two years ago. And then I've been on the road on tour for most of the last two years. And then I've recently come back to Winnipeg as the home base um, in a lot of ways because I, I can't afford to, to rent an apartment in Vancouver and uh, Winnipeg is where all my stuff is. Um, <laughs> but I, the, the communities, it, every time I come back to Winnipeg, I'm so struck by how supportive the community is and how, how thriving it, it it really is as well. Um, Vancouver, you have a lot of artists and a lot of musicians um, and, and people are friendly enough, but in, in my experience there, it's not the same, um, not the same level of togetherness that, okay. that I experience here in Winnipeg. Hmm. Um, and I have no idea if that's because maybe I, the stakes are perceived to be lower in Winnipeg is in terms of, I don't know, you're, you're a folk musician. You're not uh, like, you're not really competing against other folk musicians for any sort of status and like in the so local many. folk music scene. There's like, there you're not, I don't know. Um, in, in, whereas in Vancouver, it's a bigger city. Um, there are more people. It's, it's faster paced as well. Um, so, so that you can kind of survive. The only re- way to survive in the city is to be working towards something, to have these really clear goals and be striving mm. towards them. So I find, uh, for the most part, and you'll find pockets where this isn't entirely the case, but um, where people are just very individually focused on what they're doing, um, which is motivating for me as well, but but it's tough to kind of get together and, and get the same community and, and su- yeah. to, to support and to help each other um, out to, to the same degree that I, that I find here in Winnipeg. Um, also, there there are more resources here in Winnipeg to support the artists. Oh, really? Um, with, with Manitoba Music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Manitoba Music puts on a lot of artist development series and, and teaching artists about the business of music. Um, and they had nothing like that in Vancouver. They they, they do. They're they're starting to to okay. um, get it more, and 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 maybe I just didn't um, access it as as much as um, I have here in Manitoba. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that was just that specific time. But but for me, Manitoba hands down, um, it has better funding, um, or, or it, it has better funding agencies as well with mm-hmm. Manitoba Film and Music, yeah. Winnipeg Arts Council, Manitoba Arts Council, That's true. and so on and so forth. Um, so f- for me, Manitoba is absolutely the, the place to be as a as a musician um i, I know it can be somewhat um in, insular insulated insulated insulating okay. um yeah you can i feel that we're talking to, to young musicians and bands that are growing up in the in the winnipeg music scene uh sometimes they they can feel it's just so f- it's tough to break out of that it's tough to yeah um yeah to, because the the nearest bigger city would be um saskatoon or, or Regina, and that's a decent ways away. Whereas in yeah. Vancouver, um, it's a big city, and you have within four-hour radius, you have Kamloops, Kelowna, uh, Seattle, Portland. You just have bigger markets. I um, see. Yeah, yeah that so, makes sense. So, so for me, it, it was um, now coming back to Winnipeg, whereas I already have 
some touring experience and I've kind of broken through that initial barrier, um, it is a nice time for me to come back to Winnipeg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Interesting. Yeah. Having never been to Vancouver, I have no idea what the community is like. And sometimes I'll hear of bands who are from there. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, Vancouver exists. There's a music community. I, but I'm, it's it like, is a city. Yeah, yeah it's it real. Yeah. Apparently, you're, you've been there. I've been there. Uh, I, I, I actually, lived there. Maybe I was in there before I, I was like a, whatever, what's that called? Like a transfer between planes. Ooh, a, a transfer between planes? Well, is there's, a spe- there's a special a word. A layover, no. uh, connecting flight. Connecting flight. Thing. Okay, nice. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe it's real. Um, <laughs> you know, they could have called it anything and I would have believed them yeah. getting off that plane. So anyway, I want to hear another song. Uh, you uh, will be performing live. Yeah. The song, What Kind of Love Is That? Which is currently an unreleased um, single. That's correct. Which is very exciting. Yeah. What, what inspired this song? Um, this song, so I, I've been touring a lot um, lately uh, down down the west coast of the States in particular, and, I, and I've been uh, touring just solo, so just by myself for, for months on end. Um, and I, there are some, some nights uh, where you're performing where it's really just a beautiful experience and, and a ton of people come out to the shows and you connect just so fantastically uh, to people. And then there are other nights... Um, for example, once once I was playing a show in Canton, Ohio, down in the states, and I was at the local punk rock bar, and I was playing the show, and I was I was um, in the middle of a really emotional song, and I looked out at the audience, scanned the bar, uh, and there was there there was a, a member of the audience that was staring at me and waving two middle fingers in the air oh. at me, and then he stood up, he got a big smile on his face, two middle fingers, and then he stood up, and he walked out of the bar and I never saw him again Um, so there are some nights that go really well and there are some nights that are uh, a little more (laughs) challenging Um, and and so just trying to navigate that as when when I'm just starting out is is this this love this passion of mine um, sometimes it it doesn't reciprocate so that's what this song is about Mm -hmm. wonderful so let's hear it this is uh, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM I'm Ashley Vignesh so sorry if I'm laughing at your dream <laughs> single. I was listening to Noah Dirksen, uh, and now we're listening to his song live here recorded in UMFM station. What kind of love is that? Skipping town while I'm stuck in the here and now Losing all the right words to say Holding on to hopelessness to hoping that that hold might stick What's a little wound to keep my eyes closed What kind of love is that? Display to you your weakness What kind of love is that to make you weak? What kind of love is that? It opens up and closes Holding up your brokenness intact
Dancing in this rented room Okay, I forgot my dancing shoes But what is it to you if I can't? The birds, they sing inside my head But I, I cannot put the tune to pen I'm making noise, I must be making something What kind of love is that? Display to you your weakness What kind of love is that to make you weep? What kind of love is that? It opens up and closes Holding up your brokenness intact Receive Still listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Banish and I'm here with Noah Dirksen. We just finished listening to his live song of What Kind of Love Is That? Very beautiful. I got to see it live in person. I'm very lucky. If you want to see it live, you're going to have to come to one of his shows. Um, That's an excellent segue, oh, by the yeah. way. Just just oh. very natural. Thank you. That was totally by accident. I'm like, oh, yeah. And we're just about to talk about the show that we're going to promote, which is happening on October 12th. At the well, actually, you have one that's coming up. Yeah, so so tomorrow on August fifteenth. Is that tomorrow? That is tomorrow. (laughs) That is tomorrow. Depending on today's the fourteenth. In theory, yeah, Yeah. we are. I I think I I I'm in kind of a time warp, but but we're pre-recording this uh, at July at some point in July. So. It could be an entirely different world out there. I wonder mm-hmm. what's going on politically speaking in the in the yeah, world. Yeah, do you think and Trump's still president? I think he. I think he might Probably. be. Probably. I think he is. He could do anything at this point. Yeah, and still be president. That's true. <laughs> Not to get political. Sorry. Uh, um, so I'm playing a show tomorrow. Speaking of politics, at City Hall uh, <laughs> in Winnipeg, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but so playing a noon hour concert series that the Winnipeg Folk Fest is putting on in conjunction with uh, the city of Winnipeg. So I'm playing from twelve to one at City Hall at uh, five ten Main Street. As a matter of fact, right in the right in the courtyard. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's gonna be. Have they done that before? I think that's yeah, the, this is a, at least a concert series that's been going on all okay. for all July and August. Maybe it started in June even. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I have to check that out. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, super fun time. So I'm playing that show tomorrow, and and then as you mentioned, uh, coming up October. Mm-hmm. On October 12th, I'm I'm really excited to be playing at the West End Cultural Center. I'm opening up for uh, for uh, a friend from Australia, um, a musician, guitarist, uh, phenomenal guitar player, but Daniel Champagne. Uh, he's played at the Winnipeg Folk Fest a number of times mm-hmm. and um, always has has an exceptional show. And he's come to the West End Cultural Center, so I'm really really excited to, to be playing a part of that show. Mm-hmm. I've heard so much about him. I, I thought he was local. That's how much I yeah. heard about him. That's yeah. crazy. Well, he tours around a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, Shinova McKelvey. Shinova McKelvey, yeah, yeah, will also be on. Which is also there. She was um, one of my classmates mm. I discovered. Very interesting. Um, so make sure, if you want to come see Noah perform live, it's October 12th at the West End Cultural Center. It starts at 8 p.m. Advanced tickets are $17 and $22 at the door. If there are tickets at the door, yeah, I'm probably might be sold out. Mm. So, um, and past 
Ashley and Noah are very positive that it will be. So get your tickets very now. Positive. Yeah. Very <laughs> so positive. Buy them now. Um, or hunt somebody down who already has tickets and then steal those. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I don't condone stealing. Um, it's very exciting. I'm excited for you. Um, I've heard of Noah. Or not, I've heard of you. <laughs> I've heard of Daniel. <laughs> so that's going to be a wonderful show. Lots of folk and happiness and yeah. um, good times to yeah. be had. Very, very good times. I opened up for, for Daniel when I was just starting out playing music in, out in Vancouver. Uh, he was touring through and, and uh, a friend of mine knew him from uh, back in the Australia days. And so I reached out and asked if I could open for him. So I, so I played a very, very short set. Wow. There. And then I've cold call. Or yeah, email, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I've, we've, we've, we've run into each other along the road. Uh, Cause as I said, he, he tours a ton, but so we were in the fall, we were touring through California at the same time. So we met up for coffee and Reading. Small world. Yeah, and then before that we were touring through the Midwest at the same time. So it's, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really nice to see him in all places of the world. And I think this might be the first time that I'll ever see him in Winnipeg in my hometown. Oh, <laughs> how neat is that? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So for, we do have to start wrapping up. Unfortunately, it already is the almost the end of the show, which yes. is crazy. Um, but a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of laughs. Yeah, a lot of laughs. <laughs> especially when I'm sharing my hopes and my dreams. Oh, I'm so sorry. A lot of laughs. <laughs> a lot of laughs at that, Ashley. But I, that's fine. Um, I can't tell if you're joking or not, and I feel so bad. Um, so anyway, uh, where can people find you on social media to stay um uh, keep in touch with your musical endeavors um i am on instagram facebook i have a website out there as well uh noah dirksen is my name noahdirksen.com and noah dirksen instagram facebook all that fun stuff so no twitter no twitter that's okay no um yeah i remember at a manitoba music workshop there was the uh, online asset review mm-hmm. where they will look at your social media and judge you and <laughs> They were pretty nice in that one, but um, you raised your hand. I think it was at the January music meeting, yeah, that's right. and they were very impressed with your with your website and stuff. So um, people who go to the website, be aware that social media or industry professionals love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors. <laughs> yeah, but I think it looks really great too. I like the pictures of you like smiling when you're performing, and you're up to date with all your shows, looking like you're you're having a, a fun time mm-hmm. and looking like you're passionate about. Yeah, the yeah. audience is there and engaged. Yeah, um, that's that's. You just love those those sorts of pictures. I know, I really do. Um, just as somebody who has to look at a so, uh, website, and this is a, fa- uh, a kind of tip for people who are listening, update your website. I I I hate and well, hate's a strong word. I dislike going to when I'm researching people or just um, creeping their music online um, when it's not updated or when it's got information that isn't valid anymore, like band members and stuff. And it's such it's such an easy thing to keep updated. And I think you do a really good job of that. So congratulations. Well, um, it's such an important thing that people don't take for granted. And as an industry professional now, um, I highly recommend that you just go update your your website right now. Yes, you who's listening, update your website because people are looking. It's it's scary how sometimes how much you can forget about it. And then I've had people talk to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw this thing. And they're like, oh, no, I have to delete that. So anyway. You were in Seattle recently for a festival. Yeah, that's right. I, I played at the uh, at the Northwest Folklife Festival at the end of May. What was uh, that like? Oh, uh, that was it was wild actually. It's it's a uh, it's a an outdoor by donation so f- kind of free festival uh, right right in the heart of Seattle, right right in the city center. Um, and so there is something something like two hundred fifty thousand people that come over the wow. course of the weekend. Um, and so that was my first festival. I've, I've played other shows in Seattle. Um, actually. I played the two shows prior, uh, so 
I, I played at a, at a pretty divey bar um, where there was a Seattle Seahawks football game on right before us. So uh, our, our set got pushed back. I was in a songwriter circle. We got pushed back to like not starting at midnight. And by that time, n- everybody had left because the Seahawks had won and everybody was going out to, to celebrate that. Yeah. Um, the, the time before I played in Seattle, I, I got really bad food poisoning like right oh, no. before the show. Um, so and you're just like playing like, excuse me, yeah, yeah, exactly. stage. <laughs> yeah, really, really awkward. I kind of just like feel it coming on and think like, oh no. Um, anyway, so so this was this was a really a really nice breath of fresh yeah. air playing at this festival where there's just a ton of people out and really positive vibes. Response, yeah, yeah, and really positive response and 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 it was like really really yeah well well run well organized and and I love love being a part of it and I love. Seattle and, and that area of the world is mm. um, typically pretty receptive to my brand of singer songwriter. Oh, so awesome. it's, so it's nice to, to nice to feel that I'm, you know, m- making some very 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 yeah. small waves. But yeah. in, in that and Seattle's area. not always going to be a terrible performing experience. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> as long as I as long as I stop, I don't know, eating too much chocolate. I think that was my chocolate. Well, I think that was the cause. I, I ate a lot of chocolate and I also ate um, some sort of sandwich that. May have been sitting in someone's fridge for for an extended period of time. So, so it's probably the sandwich. Maybe, but it could have also been the chocolate. I, it was I a refuse lot to believe chocolate. that chocolate, chocolate would ever hurt me. It's true. Uh, <laughs> keep, keep on believing. So we do have to wrap up the show officially. Um, so we're going to close this with your latest single. It's the latest one, yeah, right? I right. believe I played it on the monthly music wrap up back in May. Um, nothing. What? I mean, that sounds like it's going to be pretty heavy. I mean, I've heard it, but. What is the what inspired the song Nothing? Um, the song Nothing. Um, it, it comes from that, that points in specifically uh, kind of romantic relationships or, or moments of intimacy where you you just feel just so content uh, in in the presence of the other person. So you're just so content just just to be, just to exist, um, and and where That's seemingly right. nothing else important. Mm-hmm. In, in the world not, nothing else matters and so you could just be in that moment um forevermore and 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 not wanting it to end so that's that's in in a nutshell what what the song nothing that's is right about. i remember now it's beautiful wow. well thank you so much for coming onto the show that's i really did appreciate getting to see you play live and talking to you and accidentally laughing um at my hopes and dreams yeah, and we're just enjoying this sweaty room together it's yes. wonderful <laughs> thanks for having me yeah, anytime by the way i think you may have dyed your hair since last i did we saw each other yeah i saw i dyed it on um friday oh yeah, so good for noticing well it looks great thanks it's very red um like my face right now anyway thanks so much for tuning in to the winnipeg music project on 101.5 umfm i'm ashley Binyash. i had the lovely opportunity to speak with noah dirksen finally on air and you're we are now going to listen to his song Nothing. So tune in next week for another local music maker interview. Pull me closer just to warm you. It's never felt so good being. Oh
Car up to the con. 